Welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church, go to www.anchorchurch.life. During our Love Maitland series, we learn how to practically live out the Great Commission. Struggle is real, right? Can't find my size. Oh, millennials. I'm technically millennial. Actually, I think I got qualified or, or diagnosed as a as a zennial recently. Who knows? It doesn't even matter. Uh, today we're talking about compassion and how we can have compassion for the people in and around us. And we, we've talked about the idea of Love Maitland and, and as we've progressed through this month, the first month we talked about the Great Commission and what that means. And, and we talked about how uh, Jesus instructed the disciples, which then is also trickled down to us, that we are to go to all the world and to preach the gospel to all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we talked about that first week, how, how nations is not really how we think of nations, like the United Nations, a bunch of different countries and, and borders that divide everybody. Uh, but really back then, it was just people groups. The, the nations were different people groups. And so there really weren't any borders or lines that were drawn in the sand. And it really, uh, Jesus was saying, hey, go to all these different people groups and share the gospel, share what I have instructed you, share with them how much I've taught you and, and, and what it means to, to be saved. And so, um, and so that's, that's really kind of the challenge for us when we talk about the Great Commission is that, that all nations, including the ones on the other side of the world in Africa and Asia and Europe and South America and Central America and North America, it really is the nations really are our people groups. And there's people groups all around the world, yes, but there's people groups right here in our own backyard, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our cities, in our areas, in our states. The people that we work with, our employees that work for us, these are all different people groups. If you're a, if you're a stay-at-home mom, that's a, that's a people group. If you are uh, a part of an organization, if you're in the, in the Department of Finance, that is a people group. There are different nations that we have an opportunity to reach out to for the name of Jesus, to make Jesus' name famous. And so that's really kind of what we've talked about, and we've kind of just been working on that. My friend Sean, who's a missionary to Africa, was here for our second week, and he talked about how we can diagnose and, and find the people that we need to love and, and to care for. Last week, we talked about how we can be generous, and generosity was the main subject, and we talked about how we can give of our time, how we can give of our talents, how we can give of our, of our treasure, and how we can give of our testimony, our time, being able to give our time, because all of us have time that we can give. It's, the mo- it's, it's one of the, the most common thing that we all have is time. If you're alive, you have time. Jesus is not done with you. If you have talent, then you can be able to give of that talent. 
Uh, you can give of whatever treasure you may have, and then you can give of your testimony. You can share your story with people and how that can be a life-giving opportunity for you to be able to share your story. And today, I wanna talk about the life-giving opportunity that we have to be able to, to, to have and to share compassion. And so I was thinking about uh, compassion, and there's been times where, where and, I, and, and there's not one specific, I can probably think of restaurants probably when I've been getting you know, service that was not up to par, and we automatically, just like this girl we saw on the screen, we start to, uh, to not really have compassion for the people around us and care, but oftentimes, if somebody's having a bad day and it affects you, you're more upset that it affected you than it was the fact that that person is having a bad day, right? And I've been to a restaurant before where the, the waitress or the waiter was chaotic and all over the place, and, and, and you know, they were apologetic, but you know, really what's going on in their life that has made them respond the way that they are? And, and if you take a look at it and you think, man, they're probably going through, maybe they've gone through something that I don't really understand right now, and maybe, maybe something's going on in their life, and maybe you've experienced that with a friend or a coworker or something where, where you've just noticed a change in their pattern, you've noticed a change in their day, and you just, you, you think, what's up with this person? They're, they're, they're treating me like trash right now, but then at the root of it, you find out that something major is happening in their life. They've had a, a loved one diagnosed with something, or they've had um, just a major trouble with their kids, or whatever the case may be, and then maybe all of a sudden you go from making it about you, but you make it about having compassion for that person. And so that's really kind of where I want to go this morning. And I'm feeling challenged this morning to share more than I originally was going to share with you this morning. So I think I might get to that. But to begin with um, Matthew chapter 15, that's where I want to start because we see the story that Jesus is um, is a famous story. It's not one of the most famous stories, but it's a famous story. If you want to follow along, as Sarah mentioned earlier, you can go to the hub, which is www.anchorchurch.online. It's different than our main website, but um, there's notes, there's challenges there, there's questions that you can be able to take with you today to apply to your week, and, and you can go there and find the notes section. And uh, the scripture is also in there. But we see in Matthew chapter 15, we see this is the, the healing of many people and then the feeding of 4,000, which is not as famous as the feeding of the 5,000. We'll get to that in just a moment. But it says here in Matthew chapter 15, verse 29, moving from there, he's, you know, he's going from one place to another. This is talking about Jesus. Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee and he went up on a mountain and sat there. And this was at a time when Jesus had a really big following and people were starting to understand and know more about Jesus and they wanted to be a part of him. They just wanted to be in the area, in the presence of him because they've been hearing these rumors of all the things that he's been able to do and the, 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 um, the, the, the healing that he is capable of. And so people wanted to see and just get a chance to be around him to see if what they've heard was even true. And so that's what was happening. He went up onto this mountain and the crowds came to him having them uh, there was the lame, there was the blind, there was the deformed, those that were unable to speak, and many others. And they put, they put them at his feet, and he healed them. So the crowd was amazed when they saw those unable to speak talking, when the deformed were restored, when the lame were walking, and the blind were seeing, and gave 
glory to the God of Israel. So what we see here is this massive crowd that is forming and, and, and following Jesus and all these people that had different things going on. There's probably people there that had absolutely nothing wrong, but, but this, was, this was pre-YouTube, believe it or not. And so this, there, was, there was nothing really going on. And so if this was the local celebrity was here and he was doing some miraculous things, people were coming out in droves just to see what was going on. The mute were walking, the deformed were healed, the, the lame could be able to walk again. It's not lame, like lame people, like, like just so we're clear, like they weren't uncool, they, were, they, they couldn't walk, they were, they were bedridden or whatever the case may be. Um, but they were able to walk again. And so when this started to, to travel along, the word started to travel along, people wanted to see what was going on. Not just people that needed healing, but everybody was showing up for this. And so Jesus is there and all these people were seeing what was happening and we don't really even have an account of, of how many were healed and what was happening and all these different individual stories. We don't have an account of that. We just have this really quick cliff notes of what was happening. And everybody was giving glory to the God of Israel. And so now Jesus in verse 32 said this, he summoned his, his disciples and said, I have compassion. That's the word of the day. Been watching a lot of Sesame Street lately. So that's the word of the day. So today's word of the day is? Today's word of the day is? Yeah. So Jesus said, I have. <clears throat> so now Jesus summoned his, his disciples and said, I have on this crowd because they've already stayed with me three days and have nothing to eat. So this crowd, they're so like, they're, they're, they're not millennials. They're, they're cool with just hanging out and sitting around for a while, right? And not being drawn to something. Screen. And, and so they came to this mountainside and they watched all this stuff that was happening. And they were hungry. They were there and they just wanted to be in the presence of Jesus. They wanted to see what was happening. And so they came and they saw, and Jesus said, I have compassion on this crowd. They've already stayed with me. They've been here. They won't leave. They've been here for three days, and they've had nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry. Can you imagine? He's done all this great stuff that's happened to a lot of these people already. We don't know how many people it is, but all these great things have happened. People were blind. Now they can see. Now they're hungry but Jesus doesn't want to send them away. He says, I have compassion on these people and I don't want to send them away. Otherwise, they might collapse on the way. It's been three days. They might have a difficult time. These people came from far away. This is an area where there's a lot of people that lived in a high density population. This was an area where people had to travel to get there. And so the disciples said to him, where could we get enough bread in this desolate place to feed this crowd? Now, this is Matthew chapter 15. In Matthew chapter 14, Jesus feeds the 5,000. So here's 4,000. If you've already fed 4,000, no big deal to, 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 I mean, if you've already fed 5,000, it's no big deal to feed 4,000, right? But here are the disciples. And the disciples, just, just, just to go back a little bit, if you're not familiar with Matthew chapter 14, Jesus is, is on the side of the sea there. He, he, he just performed these different things. So there's people accumulating the same scenario. There's 5,000 people, uh, just men actually, uh, because that's what they accounted for in, in, in scripture at this time. So there's 5,000 men 
And there was a little boy who had a couple fish and a couple pieces of bread and Jesus multiplied that and fed the 5,000 men and the women and the children. And then here we are just a little while later, there's 4,000 people that are gathered and Jesus says, hey, we're gonna feed them. And so the disciples probably should be going, ha, huh. yeah, okay, we, got, we know Jesus, we know you'll do whatever. Now, last week I shared how one of the very first times I ever experienced generosity was I was at the Elks Lodge in Cripple Creek, Colorado, when a man you know, somehow pulled a quarter from my ear out of nowhere and helped me be able to play pool. You know, again, three-year-olds playing pool at the Elks Lodge. You know, that's, that's what's up, right? But anyway, um, now the disciples, this, just by the way, the man didn't pull a quarter from my ear just out of nowhere. Like, it's a trick. But Jesus, yeah, right? But Jesus really could have pulled this bread from absolutely anywhere. I mean, they've already seen him do it from just a couple pieces of bread and a couple fish and fed the masses. But here the disciples, they're questioning, they're saying, well, where could we get enough bread in this desolate place to feed this crowd? Where can we get the bread, Jesus? Where can we feed them? How can we do it? And how many times do we do the exact same thing? Well, we've gone through something, we've seen a miracle, we've experienced a miracle, we've seen Jesus do something in our life, we've seen something amazing happen, and then just a short while later, we're panicking, and we think that Jesus can't handle the situation that we're going through. Does that happen to anybody? Right, like we forget, but this, this is literally, this is, I mean, they just saw the exact same thing happen just a little while ago. And so now here, they're in the same scenario and the disciples are wondering, where can we get the bread? In verse 34, Jesus says this. He says, how many loaves do you have? And they said seven and a few small fish. So again, bread and fish is the story. Now, I wanna pause here for just a moment because here's what's important for us to understand that that we have an opportunity to be able to, to give. Here's Jesus, he has compassion. He has compassion on the crowd and he wants to be able to use something to be able to help with this particular instance. Now, when we see people and we know people in our lives and we want to be able to share something, we feel compassion, which very, like, that is a very hard thing for us to sometimes feel. Sometimes we just don't, we overlook the idea or the premise of compassion, like my girl here that was feeling the struggle of not finding anything to be able to wear and, and didn't notice the world around her was needing maybe some love or some compassion from her. We just sometimes don't see it. So the first thing we under, need to understand is we need to be able to see as Jesus sees. So here's this whole scenario and this whole situation. Jesus heals and Jesus goes through this thing. The very first thing he says is, listen, I have compassion for these people. So the prayer today for me, for you, for all of us is that we would be able to experience and understand the compassion that Jesus has. If we could feel the compassion that he has on a daily basis, what would this world look like? What would our communities look like? What would our neighborhood look like if we were to be able to see as Jesus sees? If we could see as Jesus sees, if we can feel the need for compassion, the way that he sees it and feels it, this world would be a whole lot different of a place. And I wanna challenge you with this thought today. Where can you see as Jesus sees in your life, in the nations that are around you? And how can you respond as he's leading in that moment? Because if we look at the scripture right here as Matthew accounts, Jesus says, uh, 
to the disciples, how many loaves do you have? Again, Jesus could have just said, well, here you go, here's some bread. But Jesus turns it on the disciples and says, well, what do you have to give? And so he's saying the exact same thing to you. Yes, he has compassion. If we're gonna see as Jesus sees and we're gonna respond as he leads, he can do absolutely anything. He can make bread appear from anywhere. But he turns to the disciples and he says, what do you have to give? Where can you step in in this moment to be a part of this compassion that I'm feeling for these people? What do you have to give? Because as we start to see, when we are able to give of something that we have, of our time, our talent, our treasure, our testimony, whatever it is that we may possess that we can be able to give to share compassion with the people around us, no matter what it is, big or small, they say just seven loaves of bread, that was way more than it was earlier when Jesus fed the multitudes to the 5,000. They said seven and just a few small fish. This is more food than they had before. So after commanding the crowd to sit down, which in its own mind is a miraculous miracle to have seven or 4,000 people, men sit down, grown-ups. It's hard sometimes to just get five. He took the seven loaves and the fish and he gave thanks. He broke them And he kept giving to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowd and they all ate and they were filled and they collected the leftover pieces. And afterward, okay, there were seven loaves and some fish that they broke up and they gave to the people. After everybody ate, after everybody was done, there were seven large basketfuls. Now those who ate were 5,000 men beside the women and the children. So not only these seven loaves of bread and the fish, again, just like when he fed the 5,000, there was leftovers. There was more food afterward. But here's what we see. We see these disciples, they came and they said, listen, all I have, all we have right now in this moment is seven loaves of of bread and a couple fish. And Jesus, every single time when we come to him and say, hey, listen, this is what I have to offer. He can turn something small, something what we would think is insignificant into something so much more than just that. He can turn something so minuscule into a miracle. He did it time and time again in scripture. That is the pattern of who Jesus is. And when we approach him with what we can give, he does something so much more. And sometimes it takes a little breaking. Sometimes in our lives, the only time that we ever approach the kingdom of God, the only time that we ever approach the throne, the only time that we're officially surrendering to God is when my life just feels like it is broken right now. Here's what I have, Jesus. And so Jesus, as we read, breaks the bread and he multiplies. So sometimes in our brokenness, in our surrender of what we have, he will take it, he will break it, and he will multiply. And we see that time and time again as well in scripture. Very, very simple in our lives. If we understand the the term of surrender, right? When we worship, 
This was taught to me a long time ago in understanding what worship means. But when we worship, you see some people raise their hands. Now, that can be a very uncomfortable thing for some people. For me, for a while, it was very uncomfortable. Sometimes it is still. But when we think about the idea of somebody surrendering on the battlefield, when we think of somebody surrendering to the police, whatever the case may be, the international sign of surrender is hands up, right? So when we think about what it means to actually surrender, it is giving everything that we have, giving up what we can offer and giving it to him. So when we worship and we understand that surrender is just throwing my hands up, like for some people, that's just, a, it's, it's a natural thing to just, you know, that's what I'm, that's how I'm gonna surrender. I'm gonna surrender my hands. I'm gonna give it all to you, Lord. So when we look at the same principle and the same idea, when we approach Jesus and we come to him with this idea of surrender, sometimes it's at the level where we feel broken. Maybe you've felt broken in your life and you've needed to surrender to the Lord. I wanna challenge you with that thought this morning. And, and, and it's this, this prayer and this idea, and I, I, wanna, I, want, I wanna walk you through this today, that if you can leave here today with this prayer in your mind to say, all my hopes and all my plans in your hands. All my hopes, all my plans in your hands. Will you say it with me? All my hopes, all my plans in your hands. Because sometimes that's what it really, we really need to be able to do is to be able to surrender our lives to him because we hold on to so much. If we're really gonna be able to share compassion and share the feelings of Jesus to others, we need to surrender our lives, we need to surrender ourselves to the one who gave it all, the one who gave us and showed compassion to us. All my hopes, all my plans in your hands. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.